people around here trust the shepherds. Jamie, Adam, and the other Jamie. They always have. The sheep trust them too. Gather round. I'll throw another log on the fire. Turn it up just a touch. Because another episode of the podcast is starting now. Brand new episode of the podcast starts now. Jamie Bendel, Jamie Hernan, Adam. Hey! This is our second episode where our guest is actually with us while we're recording the episode. They're always with us in spirit. This one is actually no, no, physically, physically with us. Present. Yeah. Major distinction. This is live guest absent audience. So Ooh. Sean Patton, who right. recorded at the festival, podcast festival, award-winning, by the way, Ooh. guest appropriately waiting for their real introduction yes. to oh. join us Good. on the microphone. Comedian, Caleb Sun. That's me. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast. We're starting this off a little bit differently. No longer call the metro Atlanta area home, living in Los Angeles. That's true. So things been going well out there? Uh, they went really well for a few years, uh, and then COVID happened. It got lame. But now it's kind of cool again. But uh, man, before Co- boy, California was a what a state we had, and I had all these clubs I was doing and going to the beach, and it was just like it was like in a movie where I was like, life doesn't get better than that, and then it was like right. as it's coming out of my <laughs> mouth, I'm like, it ha- like it was literally the month that was the best month of my life. Like it was March 2020. I was like, this is going to be the most money I've ever made, the most gigs I've ever had. Everything's going good. Everything's going. Gr-. I was literally like saying it to my dad, like I finally made it. <laughs> right. Oh, and then everything just it was. Uh, but now it's kind of back. Working the way back. Yeah. Yeah. I want, to so, see, I want to see a web short with Caleb, and the first part is the intro, like an old sitcom where he's, you know, at the club, and then he's prancing on the beach, and there's that happy music, and then all of a sudden it just like. Oh, yeah. Right. He's like, I got one more big job and then I can retire. (laughs) (laughs) And then COVID shits and bam! Everything goes off the rails. Oh, yeah. And then I got to see what retirement would be like, but just with no money. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, hmm, I'm reading the paper and I'll watch Star Wars again. I always prefer those time periods to be considered fixed income. It was fixed. Right. But But think about how much you saved on income taxes. Oh, all of it. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so Caleb, this is a uh, game show style format. Ooh. We ask questions. We allow those answers to have the conversation develop. Very first question we ask is always uh, to kind of set the tone, and that question is clockwise or counterclockwise. Ooh, clockwise. All right, clockwise. Thank you. Starting with that. All right, if all the employees of Home Depot in, and and they had access to all the items in the Home Depot of every Home Depot across the United States. Went to war with all the employees of CVS, and CVS had access to all the things in CVS. Hmm. Who wins? Well, I would think CVS because they're going to get hurt, but they can fix themselves up. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of bandages and medical type stuff in there, and I think that would be as effective because if you can't get healed... What do you do? I mean, it's like, and I've been at Home Depot. It's a lot of lumber. It is. They you do have duct tape. You yeah. can build a lot, but I think your access to drugs is going to be key. Right. And, uh, you know, can you bring your guns from home or is this just all you only armed with what you have? Nail guns. Home Depot would have. There you go. Yeah. Wow. It's going to be tough, but I think it's going to be a long, it's going to be longer than anybody thinks. Yeah. It's going to be a long war. Yeah. But I think CVS is going to pull it out in the end. Okay. Sadly. Maybe the uh, warriors from CVS will show up on the battlefield and be like, I can't find any of the Home Depot people. Right. Mm-hmm. Part of me feels like this is going to happen. Like this. And if it does, though, <laughs> the we're going to point to this podcast yeah. and be like, we called it. 
All right. So you've been given control over the internet. All right. What seemingly beneficial website do you immediately take down? Wikipedia. For sure. Because I've been walking around with whatever's up there thinking it's all true. And I've edited it before and it stayed up. So I don't know why I believe it. I've edited Wikipedia several. They won't let me on. They won't let me do it anymore because I would just do like little stuff and then see how far I could ramp it up. But yeah. So I'm asking for a friend. How many times can you mess with it before they permanently ban you? I would say you're gonna you're gonna get a good five in before they kind of recognize it and they go, okay, they that's find it. you as a violator. Five yeah. five on the same entry or five disparate. I think from your account. Five if you are editing things and they're they're like spurious, they're gonna they crack down. But this was like, I, I did it quick. Get your digs in <laughs> while you good. can. <laughs> I was really good. Uh, but yeah, they got me. Dear Wikipedia, it appears that you have shut us down, but Caleb did tell us. That we had five, and we had only used four. <laughs> I would recommend everybody listening, get your five in. Get, get the five. One time. Yeah. Right. Burner accounts? No, I just did one account. Um, <laughs> Burner accounts. I, I didn't even try to be slick about it. I was just trying to see what would happen. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm permanently... Banned for life. <laughs> I'm banned for And now we're shutting him down. you got control of the internet. You're like, how do you like that? you banned him for life. for money all the time. I'm sick of it. His yep, problem done. was that he edited the Wikipedia, Wikipedia page. I think I may have. Oh, classy. <laughs> They're going after the mothership. Yeah, that <laughs> going is after definitely. the mothership. Wow. <laughs> All right. So now, taking that a step further, how would you live your life differently if you knew that none of your actions could ever impact history? Could never impact history. Yeah. I'm currently living under that. Uh, <laughs> I'm currently <laughs> under that. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think I, I didn't think that was possible. You're like, so I'm, I'm this is how I live my life. <laughs> this is me. Impacting history. Hmm. I don't know if it'd be any different. I'm not even sure how to amend my life in any way. So I, I mean, it's just, this is the only way I know how to do it. But uh, maybe I'll, I, if I do affect history, that'd be crazy. You gotta understand, well, Jamie's got a really narcissistic impression of himself where <laughs> some, if he does anything in life, like literally people I'm, in 2030 are going to live Every this horrible Every day I wake life. up and think, flap your wings, little butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> flap your wings. Because I have icebergs to kill. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I remember when Roseanne, when I met Ro- I did Last Comic Standing, and she thought I was the worst comedian alive, and she, like, got mad and was yelling at me. <laughs> and then later on, she, like, got canceled and was, like, tweeting under medication. I was like, did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> See? Did I break Roseanne? You right. Did. And part of me is like, I guess that's the most effect I've had so far. Is I, I think I ruined her life with my... Because she hated me so much. Right. Christmas dinner. Do you do a big dinner on Christmas Eve or do you do a big dinner on Christmas Day? Ugh, Eve, for sure. Yeah. No one's going to want it or no one's even going to feel it on Christmas Day. So true. It's, uh, I wish it weren't this way because I like to celebrate Christmas through January 6th, if possible. Okay. I like to keep it up, keep the tree up. Let's, let's, why, we still have the candles. We still have leftovers. Why are we like throwing our joy away? But I haven't met anyone who really agrees. And everybody, it's like by it's 1 p.m. on Christmas Day. No one likes it anymore. No one wants to do it. And it's hard to get the troops to have the joy. So, yeah, you got to do Christmas Eve. All right. You've been given control of all human speech. Mm-hmm. Which word do you require everyone to end every sentence with? Dog. Oh, that's, uh, good. that's good. I one. think it would cut down on uh, aggression. Because somebody calls me, I'm like, oh, nice. You know, people are like, hey, what's up, dog? Or, hey, can dog, can you give me that dog? I'm, it just makes the world seem good. And whenever someone uses it at the end of sentences, I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. Uh, they're not going to be mean to me. Yeah. And I think it would help. I'm going to kill you, dog. See? <laughs> I know that means you just won't give me a noogie. We're just playing. Yeah. <laughs> See? 
It's already fun. <laughs> All right. If you could participate in a historical event that mm. took place more than 100 years ago, what's the event you would choose and how would you choose to participate? Mm. Uh, you know, I'd, I, you know, in the, the French Revolution, when they cut everybody's head off, mm. I'd like to just be a comedian like that night <laughs> at, at like a French open mic just to see people being like, whoo, that was hey, a day. Well, we got, uh, boy, should have thought about that before. <laughs> I just want to I wanted to I want to feel the like the pulse of, of people the day after that. To just be like, can wow. you believe it's kept talking after it was chopped off? That is like <laughs> the worst corporate gig ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to be like, so, dude, I worked to get decapitation. Right. Friday. Oof. It was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> they set me right up. The guy's head was still in the basket. The good news is the head laughed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for the first segment here of the podcast. Jamie, Jamie, and Adam, we're going to be back with comedian Caleb Simon right after this. Do you think that at executions using the guillotine, that there were people that heckled the executioner? The executioner? The executioner. Right, heckling no. the executioner, their technique. No. It, that was the whole gu- guillotine no. factor. It was no longer a beheading done by sword, where you did heckle, obviously. But then the guillotine takes that away. It's a machine that just drops the weight on it. Okay, so, here's, a, here's a dark thought. Yeah. So now imagine your dad, basket maker, right. comes home one night, yeah. super psyched. Yeah. Honey, kids, I got great news. I just landed the contract to be the basket maker yeah. for the guillotine. Right. They were impressed with my three-head model. I got a contract for a hundred. Ba- I don't know what's happening, but I just got a contract for a hundred baskets. Yeah, that's the guy who knows that stuff's about to go down. Right, right. I never thought about the fact that they had to really go through different prototypes, right? Because you don't want a, a bounce-back effect. You've got to really like capture product in the basket and let it just sit. It can't bounce out. Well, and it can't be tippy. Yeah, you don't want the ba- it to hit the basket, basket to tip, head to roll. Do you think there was ever an execution in which the head went around the rim like a basketball? The crowd was anticipating, dropped in, they're like, woo, or it dropped out, and they're like, oh. and they're like, ah! <laughs> if you had like a mad king or queen that was like, um, like one of those balls down the track, so it went off and then it like rolled, 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 hit a bucket, then did a thing then got lifted up again and dropped out Ooh. into a cup and then it was like a whole show. Yeah. Where you had the prankster that put saran wrap over the basket. Oh, and it just bounces right out of the crowd. Yeah. Enough of this. Let's go back to the guest. Second segment of this episode of the podcast begins now. Jamie, Jamie, and Adam, our guest comedian, Caleb Sinan, is with us. Okay, so here's what we're going to do this segment. We're going to use this as an opportunity to maybe explore in a little greater depth some of the answers you gave in the first round. Gentlemen, who would like to begin first? Interested in the Christmas dinner, Christmas day thing. Mm. And I couldn't agree with you more. One, about the the lag of Christmas. We got to have a longer lag. It's got to have a longer tail. But I can't figure out. So my wife is a huge Christmas dayer. Mm. I don't get it. Like, it's the weirdest thing. Like, we do, because she's the wife and she's in charge and she does, you know, we do what basically she She wants to do dinner on Christmas Day. And I don't know how to move that that bar. She wants to do Chinese food on Christmas Eve. What? I'm like, 
That's the that that exactly Jewish wrong. Thing? Everything like, about that's wrong. You're supposed right. to do that on Christmas Day. Right. Yeah. And because, I mean, it's the perfect day for it, too, because everyone's kind of mm. woke up early. They kind of wanted to nap through the day. There's just a little, you know, they can come kind of scoop up food. It's not, yeah. So how early are you up on Christmas? On Christmas Day? I, get control of your kids. Like, I know <laughs> they want to, ooh, it's a... Lock their door because it's not a Merry Christmas if you're up. That's why people get so mad because they're up like at kid excitement times. And it's like, I want to I want to get up at nine, maybe 10. My family would be like, oh, I know you're excited. But you, you if you come out of that room before eight, no presents. Right. I do think there should have been a better developed Christmas tradition that included the fact that you could not come out of your room until 10 or else Santa took the presents. back. We in our house, we actually have developed a pretty and I don't mean to brag because I'm a horrible parent in every every other element, but on Christmas Day, <laughs> the kids all watch two Christmas movies together in one mm-hmm. of the kids' rooms before press. So, like, they wake up. Oh, that's good. And then they watch. So, like, that's two. A, two. That's the rule. And they can pick the two. It usually ends up being Elf and National wow, Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. They watch those. That gives us another... Basically four hours of sleep. That's great. Yeah. That's Ooh. great. And that's then, actually pretty and, creative. And it's their nice little tradition that they all meet up and they do that together. And hopefully they'll keep doing that. So I actually feel like there is a Christmas sweet spot. Okay. So I'm annoyed if we haven't started by nine o'clock, but I'm irritated if we're starting before like 730. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, find the window. Okay. okay. My parents cut down on it by, they never let us believe in Santa. And they gave us bad gifts. So the kids didn't want to be up that oh, early. Well, that's, that's <laughs> what are we being up early for? Yeah. They're like, yeah, go down to the eat. It's like, I'm going to get pants. <laughs> yay. Can't wait. Yay. My pants. And by the way, I bought you those pants. Yeah. <laughs> right. Socks. Santa, and they didn't even wrap it. They just yeah. gave it to you. There isn't a fictional person who believes you need new pants. It's actually me. You need new pants. You need new pants. You need new pants. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for this second segment here of The podcast. We'll be back with our second of the lightning rounds right after this. So when Caleb was asked about affecting history, I noticed that Adam, you and I kind of went with his answer about, you know, I don't really think I affect history, but I did sense that Bendel couldn't comprehend that concept. No, I can't comprehend that concept. (laughs) We're all impacting history. Right. You're kind of in the in the Back to the Future set where you believe that, you know, any any changes will have a dramatic effect on history. That's correct. Right. But even the smallest thing. Right. I realize I'm probably not a George Washington figure or a Kennedy, but I you think I'm You don't need a, to be a I, Kennedy. You could be the butterfly. You are the you are beautiful butterflies. Flap your wings. Thank you. I shall. Did you ever find yourself like making a decision and then quickly changing it to play a trick on the universe? In other words, like I'm gonna go, I'm gonna walk this way, but no, I'm gonna turn this way because I'm gonna just change the space-time continuum. Have you ever done that? Okay, so yes, because that's more narcissistic than Jamie. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> like, you literally hey, you, think that the universe, trick the universe, <laughs> you've, you've you've juked the universe yeah. into going. You thought you were going gonna, right, it, but it you're was going like left. an open field. The universe was open field tackling you, gotcha. and all of a sudden you're like, ah. I'm not saying it's gonna oh. create a new multiverse. I'm just saying what it does create a new. multiverse multiverse and two there wasn't a murderer on your right <laughs> like ah, dodge that murder didn't i <laughs> good luck killing me today god let's go back to the guest 
Final segment here of this episode of the podcast. Jamie Bendel, Jamie Hernan, Adam Haig, our guest comedian, Caleb Sinan. We're going to do another lightning round. We present the choice again to you. Would you like Sweet. to do clockwise or counter? Let's counter this time. I want to see right. what happens. Counterclockwise, starting with Adam. All right. If we could get rid of one animal, what were an animal do we get rid of? Ooh. Oh, it should be like an insect, right? Probably. Uh, because I don't get, I just don't, and then people, ooh, it'll mess up the ecosystem. I'm like, I don't like it with them there. Right. I, they mess it up being here. I don't want them here. What's the worst one? In, uh, mosquitoes? Roach. The deadliest animal in the world, the mosquito. Really? Yeah. Kills more people every year than any other animal. I thought it was the fly or something. It's not the fly. What's that? Is that the house fly? The CC fly? Yeah. No, we've talked about this. It's mosquito? Mosquito, mosquito far and away the deadliest. Yeah, because it spreads it spreads all those diseases all over everywhere. I don't want to be that guy, but I think it's probably people. <laughs> what? <laughs> that kill more people every year. I ch- I'll take that challenge. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to give mosquitoes over people. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Mosquitoes spread disease in a manner, and they kill, like, millions. All right. In a cage match between a person and a mosquito. Yeah. Who wins? It depends. Is a mosquito carrying some kind of really deadly Super virus? Super infectious. Like Ebola. If, it's the, if they infect the person, they still have to survive the cage match because the person's got a good two, three weeks, days before. Okay, they're... so let's first talk about the whole fallacy of the, the scenario because a cage match, a mosquito can get out of a cage pretty easily. Very tight cage. Right, it's, yeah, it's, it's very, very, very it's tight. It's a screen cage. It's basically a screen cage. Like a, yeah. If you yeah. can leave the cage match <laughs> yeah. and just it's escape, not it doesn't yeah. count. <laughs> right. allowed to leave. Why are you creating this as a fiction? It actually exists in real life yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's pretend. No, yeah. we don't have to pretend. Yeah. This yeah. is this this occurs. That's fair. Yeah. A lemur and an antelope are lined up to race in a 40-yard dash. Unfortunately, the lemur was put into COVID protocol shortly oh. before the race and could not participate. Naturally, you had been given total control over all animal races and are responsible for finding a replacement. No other animals are available, including the mosquito, which has been eradicated, so you are forced to compete. Two-part question. First of all, do you win the race? Can I kill the antelope? Yeah, it's, I mean, there's no rules. Then yes, I will kill and eat the antelope and finish nice. the race. You, nice. Do you kill, eat, then finish? Or do you kill, finish, finish and eat. come back and eat? He's dead. I can finish the race at any point. Yeah, so. I, I really can't eat after athletic endeavors, so I'd have to eat first. <laughs> eat well, yeah. yeah. All right, follow-up question. Second question is... He crossed the finish line. Yeah. Like, why is there so much blood? <laughs> <laughs> There's like, he's literally covered with blood. Why We're not going to lose. Hey, by lose. the way, antelope. where's the antelope? Right. <laughs> Just keep waiting. He'll, well, he'll, he'll be here. He's right coming right. around the yeah, bend. There's no rules. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I didn't anticipate your answer, but this follow-up question, I guess, right on spot. It's, uh, it's wh- no more pointless than any of your other questions. Well, fair enough. <laughs> what trash talk do you say to the antelope right before the whistle blows to begin the race? I would try and do something in his native tongue that could <laughs> let him know that I'm in his head, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, whatever they sound like, just like. <laughs> and I would really, in my heart, I would feel like a lot of really intense uh, animosity towards it. And I think it would know because I've tried it with like dogs and cats. And so I think I could do it. I can get in his little he- antelope head. And the antelope's like, well, no, hold on, no, we're just racing. You're, you're not supposed to kill me. Can you're I get out of this race, race, please? <laughs> I think this guy's going to kill me. <laughs> now I'm starting to, now that you've personified it with a voice, now I feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> please well, yeah. don't kill me. Please don't kill me. He's begging yeah, yeah. for his life. <laughs> Legitimately. I'm, All right, so it hurts my heart. By, by the way, his family was there that. watching the race. So oh, his family? Little baby animals? Never. I'll let him win. So there's a reasonable likelihood that this hypothetical race you've created 
is the antelope's first recreational activity. Mm -hmm. So is it able to perceive the idea of running for something other than life? You're basically expecting anything that's chasing an antelope, it expects that it's trying to eat it. I'm saying you've created a race for fun. Right. I'm challenged by the idea that an antelope can perceive fun. In the animal kingdom, antelopes are known to party. Are they? Yeah, I think so. And you killed one. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you should have known better. It's getting worse and worse, right? (laughs) Well, you don't go racing humans. Yeah. You know? I don't care how you party. Actually, it would be fascinating if you could murder your track opponent just as part of a regular race. I think that like, was the rules like in the old days. Early Olympics. That yeah. is part of the decathlon, I think. Yeah. To be like, oh, my. And then the race proceeded. Like you could stab your opponent and they do nothing to stop the race. They just take, oh, yeah. look at that. He's decided to stab. It's a very casual post-race interview. So yeah. I saw that your strategy involved murdering your opponent. Uh, <laughs> what went into your thought process? Well, uh, uh, first I really, off, I want to thank God. Uh, yeah, so first of all, yeah, I want to thank God, by the way. Uh, <laughs> all right. So my question is, what is a fear that is unique to you Mm. that you believe should be shared by others. Okay. Okay. Um, I think one of mine is uh, I have an overwhelming fear of, of being coming across rude that I, 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 that I noticed that is a standard that is, first of all, is impossible for me. And I, most people don't even seem to care as nearly as much about, and I'm, and I'm like, and I was raised very, my dad's a preacher. So I was raised, that it's it's wrong to even seem to be doing something wrong. So sometimes I'm like, that wasn't rude, but a lot of people think it is. All right, Caleb. So this has been great. You're one of my favorite guests so far. So I will give you one of my favorite guest questions, Ooh. which is how many fifth graders do you think you could fight off <laughs> before you became overwhelmed? And I'm talking like they're coming at you like zombies, right? They're, they're, they're conscious, but they're all attacking at once. Well, I want, I want to say a high number, uh, but realistically right um you get a fifth grader who has who's attached himself to your arm yeah one or two of them and he's biting you with his teeth yep and kicking with his legs and he's got his arms hooked around yeah so you got that guy i feel like i could do a pretty good job with that arm of getting him so you have two arms you got two legs you know and i and I'm, i'm pretty sure i could i could really do damage just if they depending on how they attack me but right honestly yeah I don't think more than 15, they're going to get me. 15? Uh, so that's actually a little bit higher. Because I can fight dirty. Okay. They're going to kill me. Yeah. So I will be, uh, I'll be doing some some bad stuff, but right. I'll get them. I'm going to win. But I think uh, more than 15, it's going to be hard because I, you know, I, in, in my head, I'm picturing Three Stooges style. I'm like punching four and they all fall down. Uh, <laughs> and what do you think happens between 12 and 15? Like why 15? It seems like that's a pretty, is, is there, you think you could handle 12? Uh, well, I also I could pick up one of them, spin them around, use them as a weapon. Uh, oh, that's a good call. I remember about how the much swinger. I weighed in fifth grade. Pick them up by the legs, and uh, you use their head as yeah <laughs> as a bludgeon, human shield, yeah, yeah. Thing. yeah, things like that. <laughs> yeah, because you know I remember fifth grade Caleb, and I would have loved an opportunity like this to beat up an adult. All of us go get them. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. every fifth grade teacher's. Yeah, yeah. What if they all turned on me at once? <laughs> right? 
<laughs> That's why class sizes are like, we need smaller classes. Yeah, exactly. It's not because of the pupil to no, teacher no. thing. It's because of the teacher safety. You see that look in their eye. <laughs> I get the sense that Caleb was not going to fight back until the fourth one had latched on. He was letting them get one, each arm and each leg. <laughs> and he's like, all right, guys, if one more of you come at me, I'm, I'm going to start dirty. swinging people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first thing I do is I kick the first one in the face, grab his legs, spin him around, use him as a weapon. Yes, got I feel to. like I could get eight. Before they can get to you. <laughs> With the first kid. Yeah, before they can get to you. Once yeah. they get, once they break your circle, though, you're in yeah, a little bit of trouble. I, mean, I am in trouble. Yeah. All right, what is one piece of information that would have changed your life if you could have fully comprehended it as a toddler? Whoa. Hmm. I didn't really understand the concept of time very well. And I still, I, it really took COVID for me to understand, like, oh, here's what a day is. Here's right. how long time can be. And here's what I can do in that time. But when you're a kid, you don't understand. You certainly don't understand time. I didn't understand nothing. But what is your actual oldest memory as a person? Ooh, well, this is very embarrassing because uh, most people, I, I, I mean, and I have a good self-esteem, but I think uh, I have a, a very average intelligence to maybe slightly under average. But uh, like you know, a lot of people remember being three. My dad claims to remember being in the womb, uh, which I is just can't be <laughs> scientifically. It just can't right. be. But uh, I don't remember anything before I was seven, really. And I know that's late to start paying attention. But I think it was like getting like a Twizzler at a baseball game and just being like, hell yeah. Like, I think that was my, I was just so pumped because I think I like my mom gave me a $10 bill and I was just getting tons of candy. But that's the only thing I remember that I, because anything before that, I'll go, ooh, remember this? And my brother's like, that happened to me. Didn't happen to you. Did not happen to you. <laughs> so everything before, and then I'll just, I'll be like, remember this? And it turns out it's a picture I'm remembering. Yeah. Now I get to ask my question? You do. Okay. Christmas presents. So is there any time it's appropriate to open a Christmas present on Christmas Eve? Yeah. If, if anyone asks, if anyone's like, can I open one tonight? I think you're like, think about, <laughs> if anybody's like, can I open one tonight? Yes, it's Christmas. Or you're like, no, no joy till I say, <laughs> like, come on, what are we doing here? Right. I'm all about it. I, I open them whenever. All right, Ben, I'll bring us home. Last question. Last question. All right. So if you had to pick only one and it was the way in which you were going to live the rest of your life, mm. would you rather live it with a mentality of belated or a mentality of early? Ooh, early, I think. Well, because being late is like, that's some stress. I, I don't know what happened when I was a kid and I was late, but some. Some bad before seven. Well, but I but belated <laughs> is I always feel interpreted as acceptable. Eh, it's a belated birthday gift. Oh. Yeah. oh, okay, then that's fine. But it's too late. It's belated Christmas gift. Ah, okay, then it's fine. I definitely. I'm with you on the early. early. I like early. I like early. Uh, I can't deal with the um, even just as a comedian. It's like the le- It's like you're a professional clown. But like, I like to be early because when I'm late, I get really worried that everybody's like, he's not that good anyway. And he's late. We don't. And I'm like, always where I get there and then they, they're taking my name off the marquee and they're like, you can't be late in this business. <laughs> All right. So that's going to do it for our uh, episode. This one. What do you got going on for the remainder of this year? Where are the ways in which you would like people to uh, consume your Sweet. content? Not here. Uh, well, I have a podcast called What's It Called? And it's real dumb and silly. And me and my buddy Dave rename stuff. And it's just a lot of fun. So check that out. Um, I am on Twitter at Dumb Caleb. And Instagram is at Caleb Sinan. So find me on there and it'll be fun. And we can uh, talk about being late.
and killing antelopes. That's right. <laughs> and fighting off fifth graders. Fighting. Boy, this was a violent. It really was. I didn't realize how much violence I had. And we get don't dark. forget the uh, the very challenging war between Home Depot and CVS. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, boy. That got ugly. But a lot of the CVS guys There's pulled through. a lot through. of questions. There's a lot of questions about violence and the nature I of love existence. Yeah. All right. It was a lot of fun. So, so for Jamie, Jamie, and Adam, I am Jamie Bennell, and our guest, Caleb Sinan. Thank you again. Sheep, you know where to find us. Taka Taka. Subscribe. You go back and you be good, Sheep. Fire's getting low. This episode of the podcast is over. Time to go home now, Sheep. Go on. Back to where you came from. We'll call you back when it's time for another podcast. Taka Taka.